0: You're listening to The Holistic Spaces Podcast, brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 244, Feng Shui Qi Forecast, October 2023. Welcome to episode 244 of The Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of The Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at MindfulDesignSchool.com. Be sure to check out our website, MindfulDesignSchool.com. We have a mailing list that we'd love to have you join. You can visit MindfulDesignSchool.com slash join or just scroll to the bottom or look in your show notes and you'll be able to opt in. And we have special content only available for newsletter subscribers. So before we get started with our October monthly chief forecast, we thought we would give one last go at promoting our mini consultation giveaway. So for our newsletter subscribers, we are offering a mini consultation giveaway. You need to sign up for our mailing list and there'll be instructions there. And in our newsletter, you'll see how you can enter the giveaway by leaving a review. And then you sign up and show us a screenshot on a form. So we hope you will enter our mini consultation giveaway because you will become a guest on the Holistic Spaces podcast and receive a free mini consultation, which is really kind of priceless now because Laura and I don't really do one-on-one consultations much anymore. So welcome. We're almost in October. Come so fast, right? Especially in the fall because it's metal element, which is more efficient, more quick, it's a faster energy, and so for October, Laura's gonna get us started with the key dates in the solar mm-hmm. term and moon cycles.
1: Yes. So for our October monthly chi energy forecast, we start with the solar terms, and the solar terms are two. Though well, there are always two, the two for this month are Cold Dew, which is October the eighth is the first and then moving into frost descends October 24th. So cold dew, if you remember back, we had white dew at the beginning of September and cold dew is as it is in the description, colder. (laughs) So it's frostier. It's moving towards not just being because you have warm days and very cool nights, it's actually getting quite a bit colder and there's almost less humidity to it. So there's less rain and it's a time where, you know, yes, there's harvest that's really kind of in full swing, September into October. In China, for instance, it's a time where pomegranates are ripe and chrysanthemums are everywhere they make chrysanthemum wine as well at this time of year in China so there's again you'll see and i we always encourage our listeners to look at in their own area culture geography what are the festivals what are the harvests what are the cultural activities that are taking place that tie into what's happening in the seasons and in the weather and the agrarian surroundings. So for instance, you know, China, as I mentioned, but that's different from what a lot of North Americans might be in, you know, connecting with or seeing. And it's, you know, PLC, pumpkin spice latte time, you know, it's that pumpkin-y squash gourds, for canadians we have thanksgiving that's right on the two we celebrate the harvest it's different where we are in canada we celebrate it it's like a harvest celebration because of the timing thankful for the food thankful for all of the the bounty that we have and where i am right now while i record this as i'm in italy it's actually olive picking season you know it's when the sea, this month of october they're picking the olives and then they're pressing the olive oil and there's olive everywhere like i have them in my yard everywhere and so it's a different harvest you know depending on where you are so we always encourage our listeners and people that have been listening to these Qi reports is really what's going on in where you are you know festivals or or events that connect with that then you move in later in october into frost descends where it's really getting cold so the frost when it, when it means frost descends it means that the frost is actually sticking and it can turn into what's hard frost and a hard frost is a hard as a frost that attaches to plants and the water in the plant. It actually crystallizes, like it freezes. And then what happens is depending on the type of plant it is, if it's a plant that does not winter over or it's not an evergreen, it's going to die back and the leaves are going to die. So it's that's really when you're feeling that metal chi, right? That metal energy of of that, of that drawing in. And then the moon, the full moon for October is the hunter moon. And that's October 28th. And it's the first full moon after the harvest moon. We had the harvest moon last month. And the visualization and the symbolism around it is really it's traditionally connected with hunting season because it's this time as the leaves fall. Hunting, you know, through the ages, all cultures, when the leaves are off the trees, you're able to see the deer, prey, whatever, uh, more easily, historically. And, you know, and even today, I suppose, if you're still doing that. So those are the energy around the solar terms and the moon. And then Angie will talk a bit about the Chinese zodiac for the month of October.
0: In the Chinese calendar, October is connected to the zodiac animal, the dog. So for Those born in the year of the rabbit or the tiger and the horse, the month of October will offer supportive chi for those of you, again, that are born in the rabbit, tiger, and horse year. And those that are born in the year of the dragon and the rooster can be a little bit more cautious because those are in conflict with the energy
1: of the dog. And the chi for this month, so looking beyond what's happening seasonally and of thinking what's happening energetically, this month of October is an interesting one. So it has the full swing of metal that's in, the metal chi is, is coming and it's here, and we can see it all around us. Again, that completion, that contraction, that returning to the earth, making way for the winter, for that silence and stillness of winter. But when you get toward the end of the month, a lot of us, and depending on your culture, where you are, it is, you know, the natural cycle, this end, this harvest moving into darker days. It's a transition into this yin energy and this water season, That right? Metal will move into water. It's getting darker and darker. It's this liminal time, All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day, you know, Samhain, these celebrations honor this time of transition as an in-between time so yes it's a moving to a quieter yin energy of reflection but also wisdom seeking right and part of that is to say like where did i come from who are my ancestors do i honor them what came before me and it is around especially around that date the end of october around halloween it's considered a thin time where the veil is lifted and you can really easily, more easily honor your ancestors. So this month has a lot of really cool energy in it. You know, the metal energy is 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 getting us to prepare, store. We talked a lot about it in the last episode for what is to come wintertime. But then also mentally, like we're starting to really get more reflective a little bit, right? And start to think and get a little bit, knowing that we're going to be spending Some time in some darker, you know, darker time, darker, like light, darker times to come.
0: So, for this month and every month, we ask a question to learn more about what the chi will be of the month. And I asked the I Ching about the chi for the holistic spaces podcast listener community. And so, last month, Laura asked something besides that general question. So I thought maybe I would try it for this month too. And so I asked, what can we celebrate and harvest in October, 2023? Which was an interesting question, I thought also, because you have to be careful when you ask like a very a more specific question, because I was thinking about celebrate and harvest can be two different things though, because oftentimes a lot of people don't celebrate harvest. You would think that a harvest connects with celebration. And that's often what it does connect to in the Asian system when we look at metal element. And we talked a lot about that last episode. But sometimes we get worried, especially in our modern society, when we harvest or let things go or things come to fruition or things begin to you know, die away, they're no longer growing, but it's time to for things to end a lot of people have a hard time with that nowadays rather than celebrating it. So I still felt inspired to ask that question. So I did. So I asked I Ching, what can the Holistic Spaces podcast listener community celebrate and harvest in October, 2023? Appropriately enough, the first hexagram that I got was 38, which is Lee over Dway, which is fire over Lake which is described as contradiction, opposition, or diversity, which was already coming up for me when I when I was considering this idea of celebration and harvest and the diversity of opinions between how one may feel about a harvest time or a completion time. And at the same time, acknowledging there is like different ways of viewing that. So I think the I Ching is telling us and what we can glean from, what we can celebrate in Harvest is to glean the diversity. And Laura talked a lot about this is a transition time, a liminal time. And we talk about like All Hallows Eve and Halloween. And, and there's that thin veil between living and dead. And that's like that same idea. It's It's this idea of yin and yang in the Asian system, right? So how can we start to see... Diversity and duality as something that can be celebrated rather than something that we shy away from or we have fear towards. That naturally we go through these times, there needs to be a letting go in order for things to come forth. That, you know, the grandparents and the great grandparents eventually leave their legacy behind. For the children to grow. And then that cycle continually recycles itself. Right. So it's also telling me that maybe for our community and maybe for our society right now, there is this strong contradiction where we feel very opposed and we have a hard time handling this idea of letting go and death and completion. And, and we want to hang on forever, but Really there's invitation to celebrate that and to note that there's also this other opportunity to bridge the gap between things and to create unity and harmony with the yin and the yang, these opposite ideas, rather than looking at them as opposing viewpoints, how can we instead look at this time of year as a way to create connection? And then this um, hexagram changes into hexagram 14, which is Li over Chen, which is fire over heaven, which is described as a great harvest. So I think that's interesting that the word harvest comes up again, which was a word that I used in asking the question. So when we think of harvest, we could even visualize, like Laura talking about, they're harvesting olives, or harvesting wheat is like a really like obvious kind of visual that one can think of. Like, don't they use like a sickle or something to a harvest aside? A a, yeah, a side yeah. Thing. So you think about like there's this knife, and that's the metal element, cutting away what's grown. So everything that you've grown this year, there's the natural cycle of our humanity or our our being on this earth is that. After things grow, things begin to die away and there's a completion so that new things can emerge. So you can picture this idea of like, how can you start to see like this letting go can actually be an opportunity for receiving so much. And this actually really ties into our last episode about like how to kind of let things go. Like, what is it that you can let go of so that you can start to see the sun shining on things? And you can start to see the darkness of things as well. Laura, do you have any thoughts on these two trigrams?
1: Yeah, I've found it in, yeah I found it. Yeah, I found interesting. So you went from one contradiction, which is you know, it is a hexagram that is a challenge in a way. It's so you know, sometimes when you read through the I Ching, some of them are are cautionary or they're they're. Not warnings because it's never that strong, but they're like, take note, be careful, be mindful of this. And a contradiction is don't be so fixed. Don't be so fixed in what you think is right and wrong, black and white, yin and yang you know, good and evil. And it is you're in this time now where we're moving into this darker time, we've left the yang, like yang is behind us. Now we're moving from summer into autumn, which is going to transition into full yin in the winter. And so yeah, there's that sense of loss, there's that sense of of, of, you can't reconcile it. So this is, this is challenging. This one is challenging us to, to see the benefit in both and to not be so rigid in the way we think that things are either good or they're bad. It's either yeah. not, it's either this or it's that, you know? And also it reminds
0: me of like this idea of the Northern and Southern hemispheres too, with the autumn equinox that's balanced by the spring equinox. Mm-hmm. And it's not a coincidence that Autumn equinox is a time to kind of let go and complete, where the spring equinox or spring cleaning, which is mm-hmm. also letting go and moving the chi.
1: What I also think is great is that when the change line took us to great harvest or sovereignty, in the I Ching, you don't really have this, but it's as close as you can get to a yes reading, you know what I mean? Like a go for it, like a big, bo- like it's po- it's very positive. And then when this happens, when you go, in any reading, I feel when you go from something that's a bit of a, uh uh-oh, take note. And if you do take note and you do kind of rise to this challenge, it will be a positive outcome. And that's what that is, that great harvest. So there's this real benefit that when you do start to open yourself and stop thinking so much about loss, about having to let go of things, about the lie. It could be as simply as like, oh my God, summer's over and I'm super bummed. Or it could be, oh no, I'm not ready for the winter or I've lost something else. It could be something that has nothing to do with the weather or anything like that or seasonally. It just could be the sense of loss and that grasping and trying to hold on to it because it's either good or it's bad. And so when you try and reconcile and have those two things live in your life together, then you get you get the win. You know, you get the harvest, you get the bounty of it.
0: There can be difficulties indicated like in uh, the two I Ching books that I referenced, this third changing line that gives us the second hexagram is connected with, like, it's a little bit inauspicious that uh, it's connected to difficulties, but there's always that changing. The I Ching is the book of changes. So, the possibility that when you acknowledge this opposition, the diversity, embrace it, find the unity, that there's, in fact, the opportunity for the greatest harvest, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when thinking about how we can work with energy this month and how we can incorporate it in our home, in our feng shui to support us, I think it's pretty obvious. Like how can we start to look at the yin and yang of our homes? So yin and yang encourages us to look at the dark, which is yin and the light, which is yang, the nighttime and the daytime and look at the balance. And that can be very done, very like straightforward in your home. By looking at, like, maybe look at, like, what are the white things in your home? What are the black things in your home? What are the areas that bring more light into your home? Like the light fixtures and the windows? Do they need attending to? Do they need cleaning? Are there bulbs that are burnt out? and is there a good balance of the dark areas like what are what's happening in the dark corners of your home in the closets that you never open in those boxes what's underneath the surface in your home and what are the areas that need attending to so so those those are some ways to bring in the yin and yang another way is to kind of look at the balance of like how we experience our daytime and nighttime in our homes like are you spending a lot of time at night with the lights on very brightly? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of an imbalance where at the nighttime, it's actually better for our health and our circadian rhythms to also bring down the artificial lighting in our homes. And then when it is daytime, do we keep the blinds down and stay dark or are we going out into the sun or allowing the sun to come into our, our spaces? And if we don't have a lot of natural sunlight in our spaces, then can we make the effort to go out in the sunlight and to benefit from it and
1: help to balance our health? Yeah. And I think that's a good starting point because we're going to be talking each month as we get closer into winter, we're going to be talking more and more about how do you work with the yin energy. And so this is where we're, we're first showing up of this. Okay. So you can't resist the darkness is coming that longer, darker nights are coming and as Angie was saying, look at how you light and how you experience light and dark in your home. And I have to say for me, when I start moving into winter and I'm in Canada and it's very dark at like 4.30 sometimes, I like to shift how my, sh- my home shows up at night because I will be experiencing and staying in it longer during those dark periods. And so this is like embrace that, like it's a really kind of mundane physical way that you can just prepare and start to know that, you know, once we start talking about December and January and all those things, we're going to be really talking about ways to balance that. And so this is a really good time for you to start to see the the this shift and, and just play with like daytime and nighttime. Are you set up like lighting wise? Do you want to start thinking about maybe doing a little kind of I don't know, a shift in terms of how you light things, the colors you use in your space, I don't know, but it's it's a it's a way to embrace what's coming and stop. Don't look for the contradiction and the opposition. instead, look as the opportunity and try to embrace it,
0: yes. So we hope each of you have a very harvestful October <laughs>
1: harvestful. <laughs> and,
0: harvestful is that a word? <laughs> that October full of unity, harmony, and that you celebrate your harvest, whatever you decide to harvest at this time. And thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can listen every Monday for a new episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others, subscribe, leave a review. All of those things really, really help us. And we would love to have you join our mailing list if you're not already on it. We do special offerings only for our newsletter subscribers, like special free workshops. And we just finished a Autumn Equinox challenge. And we're also gonna do this for the winter solstice. So you have to be on our mailing list because we'll just put it straight in your inbox in the newsletter. So we hope that you'll stay connected with us that way. You can always support us by visiting our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have an advanced training course called Peer Professor, and we have a feng shui certification course to train people to become feng shui consultants. And then soon, at the end of each year, we have a New Year's reset program where we launch that around um, Black Friday, around Thanks- uh, the US Thanks- American Thanksgiving. Anyway, we have so many things, so stay in touch with us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.